And then we're like, you know what? I think you are better. <laughs> I tried the sewer in the street. Exactly. I'm going to come back. What he's getting at is, believe me when I say. Yeah. Right? <laughs> the, trust me, sons. Trust, yeah. yeah. I've tried the Jose power. Yeah. I've tried the gym power. Yeah. <laughs> it doesn't work. It doesn't work. <laughs> you know how sometimes it feels like everything's chaotic? You're just not sure what to do. Like maybe the fabric of the universe is unraveling. Or like your mind is a battlefield and you're not sure which way to go. Maybe you simply wish that you had some better directions for living life outside of Babylon. This podcast is designed to help you clear your head from the fog of the battle that so often creeps into our minds and hearts. Our heart for you is that you develop clear thinking and get direction, get biblical clarity that leads to discernment about culture and life, emotions, passions, and a bunch of other important issues to find your way out of the fog and live a life that is grounded and engaged in the way of Jesus. This first season, we'll focus on the book of Proverbs and consider several questions. What is Proverbs? Why is it important today? What's its basic message? What is wisdom? Can we know it and apply it today? I'm Jim. I've invited some friends of mine to join me at the table and learn together to reclaim and engage Proverbs. The dream in our hearts is that you and a community of people like you would join us. We're back for our next episode. Really excited to have one of my one of my best friends on the podcast today. Uh, Jose, welcome to Out of the Fog Proverbs. Good to have you. Thanks, man. So stoked to be here. Yeah. Yeah. We've been yeah. talking about this for a while now. Oh, yeah, yeah. You were one of the encouragers way back when the whole idea kicked yeah. off. So, yeah. Proud of you. Proud of you for getting it going. Oh, thanks. Yeah. Um, going back through the Proverbs bit by bit with these discussions has, has made me grow. Yeah. Again, it's you awesome. know, it's not like I ever outgrow the Proverbs. I want to just give you a chance to tell everybody who doesn't know you like I do a little bit about yourself, you know, what you do for fun. A little bit about your family. Uh, let's see. I'm Jose, like you just said. Yeah. That's my name. Uh, originally from New York City, although based on the way I, I've lost my accent completely. Yeah. You know, I have like more of a middle, I guess, middle America accent. But every once in a while, you know, the little, a little bit of old ghetto will come out. Of <laughs> <laughs> uh, but anyway, uh, yeah, man, grew up in New York City. I've been in Georgia, wow, 1996, so the year of the Olympics. I got out of the military uh, where I served for four years, met my wife there. Yeah, anyway, thanks for your service. Yeah, too. thank you. Um, and and no, been here ever since, man, raised my kids here. They're yeah. all gone. Thank Jesus. Praise Jesus. <laughs> Uh, they're all out of the house, uh, now starting to raise families of their own. And uh, yeah, what do I do for fun? Let's see. I am a huge baseball fan. As yeah. You know. So I live near the Brave Stadium. Yeah. Near, like defined yeah. near. I walk to the games. <laughs> yeah. So I'm there a lot. And, yeah, you are. Uh, big, yeah, big baseball fan, baseball mm-hmm. guy. Yeah, I love the community that I'm in. Yeah. Folks that I'm around. Yeah. Yeah, work in technology. So, yeah, tech and sports. What else? And Jesus, like those. Are the, yeah, I think that's what we we're designed for. That wraps it up yeah, right that's there. It. Huh? That's yeah, it. yeah. Well, we've been friends for a long time. Yeah, and you know, known each other for a minute. Yeah, and it's uh, it's just a real joy to have you as a friend. Thanks, I love the way that the Lord has put us together. Um, well, I want to get to a specific passage. Yeah. Uh, which one was uh, was on your mind for today? Which one did we talk about? Um, we were talking about Proverbs 5. Okay. 
which is uh, I don't know. Like that's a, it's a it's a deep one. Yeah. It's a deep one. Brought you in on the deep end, bro. Yeah, exactly. I'm like, uh, why couldn't we do Proverbs 3? That one was in, you know, I've, I've read that one. I grew up yeah. on that one. Yeah. Um, well, that one's important. You know, that's sure. a really super important thing to trust in the Lord with all your heart yeah. and lean not on your own understanding. But five's in there for a reason. That's right. That's right. Now we're getting to Dad's first man-to-man talk. Mm. He's talked about a lot of things. He's talked about money. He's talked about who you travel with, who you do life with. He's talked about evil. He's talked about trust in the Lord. He's talked about the fear of the Lord. Yeah. And now he gets to sex. Mm -hmm. And if you've read ahead, you notice that the second half of chapter six is also about sexuality. Chapter seven is about sexuality. So why would you think off the top of your head, why would you think that the father would leave this to the last really big topic before the final battle. As opposed to starting with it, right? Because yeah. it's so important. <laughs> yeah. Well, he starts with money and yeah. has a, it's all a lot of warnings. Yeah. It's interesting because it's not, when you read it too, it's not just a conversation about sex. Right. It's a conversation about uh, what sex should be. So I think maybe... The why of why he might have kept it till that till now is because it's a difficult thing to talk about. Yeah. You know, it's not something I mean, when I was raising my kids, it's not something that at eight I was trying to teach my kids about. Right. Hmm. You want them to grow up and you're teaching them the things that they're encountering hmm. through life. And then puberty hits. Yeah. And you know that their mind is going to start wandering. The world is going to try to tell them the way things should work. And then as a good father, which hopefully we're all striving to be, we come in there and we say, well, let me tell you a little bit about what this should look like. I think that's what Solomon is doing. Yeah. Yeah. Because this passage actually talks about sex in a positive way, Mm -hmm. about marital bliss. Mm -hmm. I think one of the commentators called it. So it's a, it's a positive as well as a negative. Yeah. So it's not just the warning. It's actually a, a one wonder yeah. W-O-N-D-E-R, right? Yeah. So, um, all right, well, let's let's read the text. Yep. All right, this is a, this is a long one. It's uh, 23 verses. For those of you all that are listening along, if you want to open up an app on your phone and read it, I just encourage you to use this sort of as a, a launching pad for your devotions or, you know, just uh, a bit of a way to meditate on how God wants to form us uh, in our sexuality. My son... Be attentive to my wisdom, incline your ear to my understanding that you may keep discretion and your lips may guard knowledge. For the lips of a forbidden woman drip honey and her speech is smoother than oil. But in the end, she is bitter as wormwood, sharp as a two-edged sword. Her feet go down to death, her steps follow the path to Sheol. She does not ponder the path of life. Her ways wander, and she does not know it. And now, O sons, listen to me, and do not depart from the words of my mouth. Keep your way far from her. Do not go near the door of her house, lest you give your honor to others and your years to the merciless. Lest strangers take their fill of your strength and your labors go to the house of a foreigner. And at the end of your life you groan when your flesh and body are consumed, and you say, How I hated discipline and my heart despised reproof. 
I did not listen to the voice of my teachers or incline my ear to my instructors. I'm at the brink of utter ruin in the assembled congregation. Drink water from your own cistern, flowing water from your own well. Should your springs be scattered abroad, streams of water in the streets? Let them be for yourself alone and not for strangers with you. Let your fountain be blessed and rejoice in the wife of your youth, a lovely deer, a graceful doe. Let her breasts fill you at all times with delight. Be intoxicated always in her love. Why should you be intoxicated, my son, with a forbidden woman and embrace the bosom of an adulteress? For a man's ways are before the Lord's eyes, and he ponders all his paths. The iniquities of the wicked ensnare him, and he is held fast in the cords of his sin. He dies for lack of discipline, and because of his great folly, he is led astray. All right, well, right off the bat, I know it's not the first time you've read it, but what stands out to you about these, this whole passage, Jose? He speak, he, it sounds to me like he's speaking from experience. Yeah. <laughs> First yeah. of all, he's like, let me tell you what I've learned. He wants them to know that irrespective of where they are, like God's always watching. It's not, it's not always about the, what they're actually going to experience, but the fact that, that there is a creator yeah. in this world. Yeah. And that that creator cares about the world that he created and he's watching over his people. Right. And he wants good things for his people. Right. We've talked about that in the past, how there's a moral order to the yeah. universe that God's upholding. Yeah. Yeah. Well, there's there's several other things that I think help us. You know, whenever whenever you're reading a passage, and it's the benefit of the prologue is he's introduced all the characters. Mm-hmm. And, and here in this, we see five characters, maybe six, depending on how you look at it. You've got the father and the son, the forbidden woman, mm-hmm. which probably needs a little bit of definition like who's that there's the strangers who are also called the merciless mm. the others the, yeah. the the foreigners and then there's the lord and you know it's mentioned you know in the in the assembled congregation so when you look at what the father is saying this kind of man to man you know watch where you're going sort of first big conversation about sexuality what stands out about those first few verses Going to the character component of it, um, it's a it's a it's a juxtaposition. I, I don't use that word often, so yeah. the fact that we're on a podcast, awesome. It's a good place for it. <laughs> um, between the like the wisdom that he brings and wanting him to be wanting them to be attentive to it, and the fact that her lips might drip honey, but but it's not. It's not. Right. It, yeah. It looks like wisdom, yeah. but it's actually not. Right. You know. So he's he's giving you this thing that be attentive to my to what I'm telling you because that's actually good. It may not seem good, yeah. but it is. Be careful for hers because it appears good, but it's actually not. Right. So there's right. this right away. He's just showing that it's a thief in sheep's clothing, if you will. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. It's interesting, too, in verse 6, where he says, she does not ponder the path of life. Her ways wander, and she doesn't know it. Yeah. So, mm. you know, you've read this a couple of times. Um, 
joking, you've read it a lot of times in two languages at that. But what? who is the Forbidden Woman? Who? Uh, it is a packed question. Yeah. Because um, it can be the personification of many different things, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. But it appears to be a potentially a woman that has no regard for a god or the yeah. things of god. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So it's it's an actual woman. It's an actual woman. Right. It's also sim- symbolic and or metaphorical mm-hmm. for temptation in general. Yeah. Now, here's a question that as Elizabeth and I were recently reading through Proverbs, she's like, well, it makes it sound like the woman's the one to blame for all this. (laughs) So I want to underscore that this is not just a warning to sons about awful women. This is a warning to daughters about awful men, Mm -hmm. right? Forbidden people. Now, what makes it forbidden? I did a little research on this because, you know, it's like you said, it's it's a packed question. In other passages, she's referred to as the adulteress, a prostitute, mm-hmm. one who stalks the young or the simple, the strange woman, the unchaste wife. Mm-hmm. And here's a definition that I thought was really good. One who intentionally is breaking her relationship with a faithful husband. Mm. And you picked up on the, the recognition that words um, are the beginning of the temptation, right? Yeah. That's how all temptation is, but yeah. particularly sexual sin. It's been happening since the garden. Yeah. When the serpent says, surely you're not going to die. Right. Right. You're going to be like God. Mm. They were already like God. But I, I did. I want to come back to what yeah. you said, though, about it's, it's not the fault of the woman. I, I think what he's, what the, he's presented with a choice. Right? Mm-hmm. He's presenting his sons with a choice. Although the woman is presented in such a negative light, ultimately, it's on the sons. What are you going to do with this? Right. You know? You have a choice in this. Yep. Sons and daughters. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. You have a choice in this. So there's a a lot of things there about the consequences. There's uh, what I would call ruin, Mm -hmm. you know, economically, your... Your splendor, your dignity is given to another person. Your labor, you become enslaved to the merciless. Uh, There's a health component. There's like an addiction to this issue. Uh, There's regret, verse 11, and and following, or just your health is gone. You're grieving your own depravity. There's a there's a public aspect. I didn't listen to the voice of my teachers and mm-hmm. instructors. I'm on the brink of ruin in the assembled congregation. I mean, everybody's seeing this. Yeah. So the father is not just saying to the son, here's a warning as to how to avoid this. He's like telling him, here's where it all leads. That's not where the father finishes this particular poem. It gets pretty positive. Yeah. I mean, this is something that from a person, if I can get personal with this, this is something that when he says, drink water from your own cistern, rejoice in the wife of your youth, right? Mm -hmm. As a married man, you have to see the beauty that God has given you in a wife, right? I think it's a proverb that says that he he who finds a wife finds a good thing. Yeah, right. Proverbs 31. Yeah. Yeah. So the question really is, do you see your wife as a good thing? Mm. Right? 
Because if you don't, then something else is going to come along, present itself as a good thing, and you're going to say, that thing looks better than my thing. Yeah. Uh, again, going back to the garden. Yeah. They were presented with something that says when she saw that it was good to, good to look at, good to eat, and, and all this stuff. She makes a decision, and she says, that there is much better than anything that God has already given me. And, and, and it sparks, you know, the thing that happens. So for me personally, when I look at this, it's, it's do I treasure what the woman that God has given me? The, you know, the wife of my youth, yeah. you know, the one that let her breasts fill you at all times with delight. Like, I want to go home and tell my wife that and be like, <laughs> hey, by the way, it's okay. For, hey, uh, <laughs> hey, the Bible says. Yes, the Bible says it's okay for me to, yeah. to, to um, yeah. you know, enjoy your, your not only your yeah. physical, mm-hmm. right, but um, be, intoxicated yeah, be intoxicated always. Oh, yeah. The Bible's telling you to get drunk on your wife's love. Yeah. Or if you're a woman listening to it, your husband's love. Yeah, yeah. We got a whole book, Song of Solomon's. It's that's about that, right? Yeah. And when you look at it, there, you know, in verse twenty, again, why should you be intoxicated with a forbidden woman? Yeah. Right. So what he's, I, I think, what he's getting at is, are you treasuring the gift that I've given you, yeah. or are you looking? Is it not enough? Right. Is it not enough? Because again, I. You know, when we get to the punchline here, I think we do that every day with Jesus, right? Mm, yeah. It's the world presents this and Jesus says, I'm I'm better. And we say, hmm, are you though? Yeah. And then he says, yes. Yeah. And he lets us go off and do our thing. Yeah. And then we're like, you know what? I think you are better. <laughs> yeah. I tried the sewer in the street. Exactly. I'm going to come back to yeah. the pure the pure water. Store the prodigal, right? Yeah. 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 But anyway, yeah, that's, that's where good. that's where I that's where I go with this. Um, but really what it also makes me do just, you know, not to get too ch- churchy or religious, it it is really making me um, repent. I don't know if repent is the right word, but but uh, look inward at the fact that I don't always I don't always in my mind, drink from the water of my own cistern. Mm. Mm. You know, I, my eyes wander. Yeah. You know, my, my mind wanders. Yeah. The internet is a very powerful thing. You go on social media for 30 seconds and you're presented with the forbidden woman. Yeah. You know, and what do you do with that? Right. Yeah. Yeah. How do you, how do you do that? How do you handle that battle? Of your eyes wandering and and the words of the forbidden woman, because back then they didn't have moving pictures like we do. Certainly not, yeah. you know, in their pocket on their phone. Yeah. So it started with words, and there was a location to it. You know, you had to go by her house. Right. Yeah. So Jose, you're you're very open about your story, and you've shared a lot of things with me. And yeah. so, how does this how does this passage strike you personally? about this issue yeah um obviously i've shared with you uh in private settings and i certainly it's part of my story it's part of god's story in my life so i don't mind sharing it but before i became a believer in jesus christ none of this 
made sense to me. It didn't matter to me. Um, because these were just words to me, even though it's God's word and it's real and it's active and it's alive. To me, who was dead, it didn't really matter. The only thing that mattered was the moment that I was in, right? And so uh, I was unfaithful to my wife as a young, early, before I was a believer. Mm. Um, and I'd love to say only one time, right? Um, but again, it's going back to what I was saying a minute ago. It's because I didn't realize what I had in front of me. You know, you, you know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, to me, I wasn't strong enough to, I wasn't a discerning enough. I wasn't wise enough. You know, he, uh, Solomon says here, uh, that you may keep discretion. Yeah. Right. Uh, I didn't keep discretion enough to realize that, you know, what I was presented with at the moment was was just potentially temporal pleasure. Right. And so for me, I, I fell into that trap of yeah. temporal pleasure, satisfy the current urge, the current need. And, you know, as a, as a man, the, the challenge that you have here is, as a man, I think that there's a deep, we're, maybe we're wired this way, I don't know, but there's a deep sense of satisfaction that we get when a woman uh, isn't, is, is interested in us. Mm. And so, because we're the pursuers. But when I was pursued by someone outside of who my wife was, um, it was like, wow, I got it, you know. Mm. While she was away, when other women would come up and even give me the attention that I wanted, uh, that became easy for me to listen to, you know, the lip, the 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 the, 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 the dripping, the drip, yeah. the words dripping on you, smooth, you know. Yeah. It was easy. It, 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 I would tell you this: being faithful. It's not as easy as just shut your eyes and walk away. It's not that easy. There, there needs to be something outside of you that kind of gives you that strength, if you yeah. will, right? Yeah. To be able to discern, to be yeah. able to have that. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, sure. And I think that leads to the question of, you know, when somebody's fallen into this trap, hmm. is there hope for them? And... You know, for even parents who are trying to raise their kids in, in a God-honoring direction and they see their kids veering away, like, what kind of hope do we have? Well, the answer is always Jesus, right? Yeah. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, help us figure out how to get there. How to get there, yeah. yeah. Like, where's that hope? What's it based on? I think in order for for you to understand the hope, you have to understand where the despair where you find the despair because you, you you're in this place of i'm gonna i'm for me i was gonna lose my marriage i was gonna lose my everything yeah. right yeah and i was there i mean her her feet go down to death birth yeah, yeah. Her, her, you were in the groan i was in <laughs> exactly yeah right and wow. and i had nowhere to turn hmm. and you can turn inward and just try harder right and then say i'm gonna get my i'm gonna fight for my marriage and i'm gonna get it back and, and you can temporarily will that 
to happen until the time that you're that it, that is present that that you're presented with something like that again. Yeah. And so there is this there's this battle that you can try to have and, and you will it and you will it and you will it. But when the good news of Jesus comes and says that 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 for all of my willing, um, I'm gonna fail, but he was able to in my place resist that temptation mm. in my place mm. when he was able to you know look at the you know his own version of the 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 stranger yeah the temptation the temptation mm-hmm. and overcome it and then the scriptures later on say that he did that in my place and that god doesn't see me that way then th- then i'm out of despair yeah then there's my hope yeah and that does, I don't know, it did something for me. I hope it does something for others. Yeah. Which was, it It made me, I think, stop trying to will it mm-hmm. in my own. Yeah. And just like surrender. in your own energy and your yeah. own effort. And yeah. just surrender to the fact that he's done it for me and revel in the good news that that is. Mm. Right? Yeah. It made me start looking at my wife in a different way. I mean, there's obviously the implications of the gospel on top of that are, Massive, right? But yeah. but in every way now, m- m- my thoughts were different. My, you know, when I started actually drinking from the water of my own cistern, mm-hmm. the water I got there was was really, really rich. Yeah, yeah. you know, yeah, far better. Yeah, but I think it takes the time. It takes not that it's necessary. Not that you have to fall in order to. Mm. Right? Yeah. I, that's not what I'm you saying. You don't have to fall. You don't have to fall. Yeah. But if you do, mm-hmm. we're just reading First John. I, I'm writing so, this, so that you won't sin. Yeah. But if you do, you have an advocate. Right? Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. That's really good. Yeah. Yeah. And that, that's the, the power of the Father warning the Son. Mm-hmm. So you, you don't have to go down this. You can choose not to go down this path. Yeah. Because you can anticipate yeah. the despair Based on what I'm describing to you, right. of what it's going to be like, yeah. you don't have to fall. You don't have to sin. Yeah, yeah, that's really powerful. I, I had a, I had the thought that there's there's also this sense in which you know there's a comparison between the the forbidden and the the faithless woman, and I'm I was sitting there thinking about. Like you said, Jesus is the faithful son. Hmm. He's the one who did all this. Yeah. And what you were saying just made me think, like, in on the cross in his death, burial, and resurrection, I get credit for his good behavior. <laughs> I get empowered by his ability. Mm-hmm. I get his Holy Spirit to live inside of me. Mm-hmm. That's incredible. Yeah. But it also just reminds me that there's a, that he is the hope of the world for even the forbidden woman. Yeah. And oftentimes we, as God's people, though we're in a marriage covenant with God, we are unfaithful to the faithful son, you know, and we find ourselves in these situations where um, we've given our honor to others. It could be sexually or in other ways. We've given our our years to the merciless. Mm -hmm. We've given strangers the fill of our strength and our labors going to the house of a foreigner. It's just, it's like a grand story of 
God's faithfulness is so much better. Hmm. His way is so much better. Yeah. How? Why in the world would I be intoxicated with what's forbidden? Yeah. It's just so beautiful. Yeah. And it's and it's one of those things that has to be um, both experienced. But believed, like like you yeah. have to, you have it's to both and yeah, belief and experience. You know, you have to get it so that you can experience it, right? You know, and that's what he, and that's what he's, what he's getting at is, believe me when I say, yeah, right, <laughs> but, trust me, sons. Yeah, yeah, you, you're not gonna want the what this person is selling. Mm-hmm. You know, she's selling this and this and this, but let me tell you that there's something better, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. Deeper than that, though, it, man, it just makes me worship Christ more, right? Mm-hmm. Because it's like, hey, all these areas where I may have failed as a father, where I may have failed to do these things as as a son, mm-hmm. Jesus did in my place. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So that gives me hope. Yeah. And, and you get his righteousness. I get his righteousness. Yeah. yeah. By faith, not by Jose power, not That's by gym it. power. I've tried the Jose power. Yeah. I've tried the gym power. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it doesn't work. It doesn't work. <laughs> yeah. At the moment, it seems like it does, though. Yeah. It's, it can be deceiving. Yeah. yeah. And and maybe you've fallen to the, you know, the forbidden woman. Maybe, you you know, it's one of those things where, you know, you, you, you get up and you say, Lord, forgive me that I've not seen the gift that you are first to me, mm-hmm. the gift that my wife is to me, yeah. you know, that, that this, and, and, and now you begin in that wisdom that Solomon is asking, that is Solomon is, is telling him to walk in and you walk in that. Yeah. It really makes the case for the regular exposure to wisdom, mm-hmm. you know, hearing it over and over and yeah. over again. If you're a parent and your kids are young, yeah. it's not too soon to start them and on the Proverbs, when they're teenagers and they don't want to listen, you right. still present it to them. If they don't want to listen, if they do want to listen, all the better. Yeah. yeah. It's been a really good conversation. Thank you so much for sharing your story with us. And, Thanks for having and, me. And just tying it into God's story and the hope that we have in Jesus. Yeah. And you and I both know we could sit and talk about Jesus for hours. Um, We'll just turn the podcast off and we'll just keep talking. Yeah. (laughs) All right. Hey, thanks for joining us. I want to say thanks to all my friends who've come over and had these great conversations about Proverbs with me. Eliza and Jules and Deanna and Christian and Alex and Nicole and Levi and Daniel and Jose. You guys have been great. Check us out at Out of the Fog Proverbs on Instagram or send us an email at outofthefogproverbs at gmail.com. Look forward to our next time together.